This is Pat Hickey from this week at the Capitol with Charter School News You Can Use and hopefully be inspired by as well. Um, Nearing the end of the session, this was a very exciting week for uh, the Nevada legislature and for uh, we in the public charter school sector. The uh, bill finally came out for the new funding formula. It's called Senate Bill 543. And it has an awful lot of things in there that will uh, surely, one way or another, uh, have an impact uh, upon uh, our schools and uh, funding for public charters uh, in the state of Nevada. It uh, really attempts to put together a whole new funding formula uh, and really replace that with the previous Nevada plan, which hadn't been updated for decades and while there's a lot of work to be done on it and a lot of things that aren't entirely clear the consensus so far and we have been having discussions some of you that are listening to this will have been on conference calls where we've discussed uh, what the implications uh, are uh, CSAN lobbyists Sarah Adler's started us on a deep dive of the uh, the various uh, elements of the bill that would be impacting charters and charter funding specifically. One of the good things about this is that there is going to be a commission on school funding, an 11-member commission of people that will help uh, identify the priorities and and balance the needs of um, uh, school funding as it gets consolidated into one larger pot, if you will, Uh, Previously, there had been 33 different accounts that uh, had been uh, feeding into different buckets, I guess you'd say, uh, into the the, the rather complicated funding formula and the the per-pupil amounts. That hopes all to be somewhat consolidated and made simple and clearer, and then eventually with the whole plan, the the idea of weighted uh, student uh, funding for the, the various needs uh, for language learners, uh, children at risk and in poverty, uh, gifted students and others. Uh, the general consensus is that charters should fare pretty well under this, and uh, it's also our belief that this gives uh, the public charter school community in Nevada, which now represents uh, over 50,000 students, and as we've said As of late, and it's being picked up by others in in one way, we're looked at now as the third largest school district in the Silver State. And so we become increasingly important, and therefore we think this is the time for us to make many of the arguments about the uh, equity of certain funding formulas in the past, and and we're hoping that charters uh, will do well um, in in the next biennium when the funding formulas are brought uh, into fruition. But again, there will be this commission on school funding, and we're actively seeking persons from or connected to the charter school community that could be represented on that commission, and there will be discussions, and CSAN will be the clearinghouse for those in trying to identify. And we've already Uh, been told by a a couple of the legislative leaders that they would uh, consider nominating uh, our uh, 
recommended person or persons. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to that, and, and we'll be telling you more in subsequent legislative alerts about the uh, the bill itself, Senate Bill 543. But you can find it on Nellis and on the Nevada legislature site, and we invite you to take a look at it yourself. But I promise you next week uh, I will give you uh, on this not just a, a verbal account, but we'll have a, a written synopsis of some of the high points of the bill itself for you and uh, your board members and school leaders to, to begin studying. The other thing that took place this week at the legislature was the hearing yesterday, Tuesday, of Senate Bill 441, which began in the Senate, and this was the bill that CSAN was asked to help draft and and did a lot of work in support of the bill to uh, bring about a new oversight framework for Nevada virtual not Nevada virtual, but virtual schools in Nevada that are full-time online uh, charter virtual schools. And uh, that bill had passed unanimously in the uh, Senate Education Committee as well as the full Senate and was heard yesterday in Assembly Ed. Uh, Many of the same presentations were made um, by uh, stakeholders, if you will, from the the Gwynn Center for Policy Priorities, which did a study on uh, online virtual schools in Nevada, and also the National Alliance for Public Charter Schools spoke in support of the bill, as did the Center for American Progress, uh, the SPCSA, and others. So uh, we feel confident that um, that bill will be going forward and and probably pass. And um, I'm especially heartened, and and I think this is another bit of good news for for we in the charter school community in Nevada, to see the uh, growing relationship between the SPCSA and its new executive director, in particular, Rebecca Fiden, with the new superintendent of public instruction or the new superintendent of education, uh, Joan Ebert. Uh, I think they are forging a close working relationship, and uh, Superintendent Ebert has assured us that she's been uh, supportive of charters in her previous uh, role, both uh, in Clark County and in New York State, where she was part of an office that helped authorize charter schools there. So we, we think we've got a good, the basis for a good working relationship between charters and the Department of Education, who is a partner uh, in all that we do. And so uh, we're, we're happy to see that going forward, and we're happy to see that uh, through uh, SB 441, should it eventually pass in not only the Assembly, but be signed into law, that uh, we've now laid the groundwork for some new regulations that we think will help preserve uh, online virtual charter schools for Nevada and create a better framework. Uh, One of the legislators yesterday, Assemblywoman Tolls, made the observation in in questioning uh, various presenters that, you know, we've been talking about apples and apples in the past, but she thought it was uh, a fair way to characterize it. Now we're looking at brick and mortar charters as maybe apples and and online charters as oranges in other words not trying to treat everything the same but hopefully if this bill is passed to come forward with new regulations and a new framework uh, whereby there there will be i think clear support for the best practices that will uh, contribute to the online schools uh, doing better and remaining a viable option for for those families in Nevada that that choose that for their students and families. And so we're excited about 
we hope, the passage of that bill. So a lot going on. I promise you again next week to give you more information on Senate Bill 543, but to all of the school's lobbyists and government relation folks in Carson City are doing a great job, and in particular, Sarah Adler and her team, uh, the CSAN uh, interns that we have in, in Morgan and Katie who helped me with this and the other persons that are working with Sarah and, and all the various lobbyists. We have really been a unified team, and I think that's resulted in uh, charters doing well this session with respect to the moratorium and just the bills in general and the fact that we are being invited to the table in looking at the, uh, the future of education in Nevada, and I think that's a good sign for all of us. Lots of work ahead, of course, for you as school leaders, uh, principals, and board members, but uh, I, I think we're flying the flag well and uh, representing our, our parents and communities well at the Nevada Legislature. I look forward to its, its successful conclusion and look forward to reporting to you next week on news from the Capitol, news hopefully that you find useful. Once again, thanks. Uh, this is Pat Hickey. See you again.